the ink was barely dry and the world was hit by the plague from China. 100 trade deals wouldn't make up the difference and all those innocent lives lost. And I'm sorry to say, I have to agree with them. Welcome to The Last 15 with Safe and Amin. Join us as we talk about the stock market, the economy, the latest headlines, and our daily lives recorded live during the last 15 minutes of the market and posted right after the closing bell. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Safe and Amin may retain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Amin. How's it going? <clears throat> Welcome back to Last 15 with Safe and Amin. I am back here with Amin. And apparently we did go to a uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. Was that intentional? I can't um, not really. Yeah, I mean, you do sound down. Uh, I am sounding a bit down myself. Uh, it has been a crazy couple of days in the markets. I mean, um, Jerome Powell spoke today. And I think it's been the most... Um, gloomy fat talk I've witnessed in my lifetime, I would say. And uh, you have been around uh, the earth for a while, you would say? I would say so. Yeah, well, I mean, you are balding, so you're definitely <laughs> in the 40 to 50. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I didn't uh, watch that exact interview. I was uh, busy doing actual work. Uh, mm-hmm. But... Even though it's a, it's a very beautiful day outside, it's a very sunny day outside. The temperature is about 12 to 14 degrees. It, I did feel there was a heavy weight on my shoulders when it came to the markets today. Increased right. when I checked my portfolio. <laughs> um, one of my uh, short puts that I sold maybe two weeks ago, the one that was up 40% is now down 10%. Um, but that expires in two weeks. So let's see what happens. But uh, let's go over the markets. Yeah, let us indeed go over the markets. So, I mean, the markets are obviously red. The Dow right now, I think, is down almost 3%. S&P down about 2.5%. And uh, NASDAQ, tech-heavy NASDAQ, has obviously broken its uh, seven-day winning streak yesterday and uh, is now down another 2% today. Uh, so, yeah. Stupid Powell. That's all I have to say. So I think he he was warning about downside risks, uh, right. and uh, that so he, probably caused some jitters in the market. Yeah, I, I think that was the main the main driver. Um, well, the the S and P was down about two two point eight percent after hours yesterday, but the futures were green. They were up about half a percent or so. But then we're we're red we're in the red again today. Um, but he did talk about how he sees that the recession we're in right now is significantly worse than any than anything we've seen since the Second World War. And when I, when I translate that, to me, he just doesn't want to use the word depression because that's the only one that's before the Second World War. He doesn't really want to compare it to depression, so he was trying to be you know as mindful as possible, but kind of trying to alert the Fuck public. Mindfulness. And make... <laughs> I mean, he's not, he's not really on CNBC. I mean, if you, if you, if you, if you're managing the fed, you got to be careful with the words you choose. Cause every word is calculated and precisely, um, taken into account. Um, but he also mentioned that about 40% of 
those working in households making less than 40,000 a year have lost a job in March, 40%. So the burden has fallen most heavily on those who are at least able to bear it in a sense. Didn't the Fed just start buying uh, ETFs ye- yesterday? <laughs> um, they've, they've pretty much used every tool in the toolbox so far, except for going to negative interest rates at this point. Um, so they've bought treasuries um, and they're buying, uh, well, they always buy treasuries um, in times like these, but uh, it's only, it's the, it's the private, um, um, private credit market, which is high risk that they've been buying and that needs approval. Um, I and think they've they been call doing them that uh, fallen angels. <laughs> fallen Welcome angels. Sinise, whose uh, bonds uh, have fallen from triple <clears throat> uh, A to junk status within the span of a month. Fallen angels right. is is a correct term, uh, which is uh, very ominous when you really think about it. Another ominous thing that I want to talk about is uh, Dr. Fauci saying yesterday that uh, the U.S. could face more uh, quote suffering and death if states were to o- reopen too quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, probably adding to this. Uh, I mean, all the airline stocks are down, the Carnival, uh, the oil cruise stocks are down, especially Carnival, at least 7%. I think Save was down almost 20% at one point today. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, the the Fed also echoed the same message. So he said that the path ahead is highly uncertain and it's also subject to significant, significant downside risk. Does he need to come on like every week and uh, talk talk about uh, what's going on <laughs> i feel like he's um, causing more harm than good last week when he came on or the last time he came on the mm-hmm. market didn't even react that positively it stayed relatively flat it just didn't sell off and i think yeah. he, he came on uh, <clears throat> on the heels of a horrible jobs report so he he managed to hold the market in place have you seen that graphic of a doorway with multiple viruses fighting to get into the human body but because there's so many in that doorway they're all stuck fighting with each other no this is a very similar situation there's just so many different factors that are about to enter and just completely fuck us but because (laughs) they're all fighting with each other to win none of them are actually able to make an entrance but eventually one of them is going to overpower everyone else, get inside, and kill everyone. <laughs> Figuratively, so, of course. I've, I've listened to, I'd say, every press conference um, the Fed had for the past maybe six weeks, two months. Um, and this is, I think this is the only time where he very kind of like directly mentioned that we need help from the federal government in terms of fiscal policy. And he alerted and mentioned that about how they can only lend money and they can't help in the spending process. So by either reducing taxes or, you know, increasing the stimulus by offering more or spending. Giving student loan debt. For sure. So, so as it stands right now, can't 30- <laughs> 38% of GDP has gone into stimulus. 38%. That's insane. The money supply is at 14.5%. And just to compare to 2008, that was only 4%. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's, yeah, it's, um, 
the only reason I, I see the market, like the only reason market has rallied so far, in my opinion, is because the Fed has been supporting it in every way possible. I but, fully agree uh, with you. And I think uh, they're going to need, well, the government's going to need to step up again with the bailout package 2.0 at this point, because now they're so deep into helping the airlines, they have to keep helping them. Yeah, They're not going to let them fail. The, otherwise, the initial bailout package would have gone uh, to waste. Mm-hmm. Like They're committed now. They are balls deep, as I would say. <laughs> into making sure that the airlines do not fail, especially the airlines here. Right. But I think something else that's really making the situation worse is Trump and China. I think he tweeted that 100 trade deals wouldn't make up for coronavirus. So uh, what is he thinking? I mean, obviously, China is responsible in some right. manner uh, for, for our current situation. About 5 million cases worldwide now so obviously it came out of china they tried it they tried to hide it initially that wasn't successful they had to let the public know so they're guilty in a sense but i don't know if it's if they should be punished directly um actually i want to backtrack that so we do think it came out of china but I, I read a Bloomberg article on the weekend. I think it was my last free article, by the way. If you guys want to send us a free Bloomberg membership yeah. so we can keep reading articles, bringing content to the podcast, send <laughs> us an email, lastbetweenpod at gmail.com. We'd love a subscription. Uh, but I was reading this article and it said there may be some sort of other animal vector out there in the wild that's still spreading coronavirus. We haven't been able to track it down. Yeah, at this point, you can say there may be anything. You know, you, can, you sound like an analyst. It, it may go up, it may go down. <laughs> so, uh, I don't but, think... I mean, until they, they find the original, uh, I guess, vector, we can't really 100% blame China. But, I mean, the, the tensions mm-hmm. that Trump is causing are definitely not helping the right. market. I mean, phase one trade deal has been done. We're waiting for phase two, a yeah. very exciting phase two. doesn't look like that's going to happen. So uh, the exact tweet was, as I have said for a long time, dealing with China is a very expensive thing to do. We just made a great trade deal. The ink was barely dry and the world was hit by the plague from China. 100 trade deals wouldn't make up the difference and all those innocent lives lost. And I'm sorry to say, I have to agree with them. So like Trump has been under just like an enormous, enormous amount of pressure for the past two months. And I, and I don't think he really deserves that. So in the US, they may have been late by about a month. The first case I, I think was reported six weeks before they took serious action to shut down the economy. But you could argue the same case by Canada or many other countries throughout the world. So in a sense, it was a very difficult decision. But now they're really doing their best and they're trying to, you know, accelerate testing. You know, they already shut down the economy. It's, it's the last thing Trump would ever want to do. Um, he hasn't mentioned the stock market. I think he's doing a good job. And the way he's being treated right now. And the, have you seen the confer- the press conference yesterday? Just that person asking him about the virus. I and have he's... honestly stopped watching those press <laughs> conferences. They are so toxic. They are more toxic than our WhatsApp chat. My God. Those reporters yeah, are idiots. So- there was one person, she asked him a question about, you know, the coronavirus and... Um, which coronavirus? What do you mean, which coronavirus? COVID-19. 
Yeah. There are many coronaviruses, as we okay. know. We need to be very specific All here. Right. COVID-19. So um, I forgot what the exact question was, but the answer was the source was, we know where the source came from, and it's from China. And the, and the reporter had a, she had an, a, um, her ethnicity was Asian. And she's like, oh, hold on. Why are you saying this? Is it because of me? And then the, I, was, I was like, it's very silly, right? And everybody just, you know, lost their shit. Uh, some other person started yelling their questions. And Trump was like, okay, thank you very much. And just left the press conference. Yeah, I mean, uh, Trump is in charge of a country where the majority of healthcare is highly privatized, which does not help the situation in a pandemic. I mean, I remember during the initial phases of the response, uh, the majority of the news coming out was telling people, don't worry about your insurance, go get tested, quarantine yourself if needed. But, I mean, you can't just ask people to do that, you know? Their system is not set up to handle a pandemic. Yeah, but I honestly think the main reason he's been treated this way is because the election, in theory, is in six months. So that's definitely going to play against him. But, I mean, some good news out of China. Uh, sort of an olive branch has been extended. This week, they took off another 79 products uh, from their tariff list. Uh, they weigh tariffs and, and it has some very high-value items like uh, ores, rare earth metals, gold, silver, uh, and other concentrates. So China, China doesn't seem to be uh, reacting negatively so far to this talk. Right. But I think it's, it's only a matter of time, unless they feel guilty mm -hmm. for releasing the Chinese plague, which I think they do. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, there's a lot of conspiracy out there. You could argue that there's no way to bring down the U.S. economy unless by doing something, you know, shady like that. But... I'm not going to get into that. I, I don't know. Anything is, you know, on the table right now, but let's just get through this. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, actually, this, this decline over the past couple of days is, is kind of all right. It is kind of a relief uh, to the rally that we've been having. Right. It's perfectly fine. It's nothing to freak out about. And I think the market is just probably uh, waiting for the Fed's next move, and then we will continue the rally higher. I really don't think we're going back down to test uh, the March lows yeah. anytime soon. So if we and, do another... I mean, if, if you're... Ben Miller was on CNBC today saying, if you don't own airlines, you're betting against the vaccine. <laughs> so, I mean, I totally agree with him. If you're not selling naked puts to own airlines at low, low prices, you're basically betting against the recovery, the eventual recovery. Right. So in my opinion, I'm going to follow Bill Gates' opinion and say that we're going to have one in um, Q1 of next year. And the moment we're going to get a vaccine, it's just going to be a massive project and everybody's going to get their vaccine in, in a couple of weeks. I'd say the whole country will be vaccinated in maybe two or three weeks. People are going to have like, uh, I I've gotten my vaccine, a little pin that they wear around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but aren't you still worried about this uh, secondary infection uh, uh, reports that are coming out of, you know, South Korea and uh, Italy and so forth? Uh, I mean, it's obviously a risk. It's a concern. But uh, what do you do? Do you keep everything closed? So, I mean, I mentioned 40% of people making less than 40000 a year have lost their jobs. We don't want to see that at 80%, right? Yeah, 
but uh, once again, one. back uh, back to uh, Bill Miller. So he said, if you look at the overall market, we're trading around 17 times the consensus on bottom-up earnings for 2021, which is about the average over the last five years. So it may be a little extended given uh, we've gotten a chasm of bad news yeah. uh, to go over, as he says. But he doesn't find it dramatically overvalued, which which means he disagrees with you. How do you feel about uh, Bill Miller uh, disagreeing with you? Couldn't care. How less. do you stand up to that? I couldn't care less. So, in my opinion, risk adjusted. The market's not an analyst. <laughs> risk adjusted. The market is overvalued. There's no doubt. However, if you're picking stocks, there are some attractive stocks over others. But the market over overall is. I mean. Is it like is the market less risky today than where it was in December of twenty nineteen or November? Uh, the answer is a solid no. I mean, come on. So it's not less risky; it's more uncertain. That doesn't necessarily translate to risk. Uncertainty is risk. I don't think it's risk. Well, if if you're trying to buy an airline stock and you're like, okay, I mean, we could have you know, uh, load capacity of 30% or it could be 80%. That's uncertainty. It's a huge risk. If you're off, that's the range is just insane. So if you're wrong, then that's, that's going to bring the multiple significantly down. So I, the market today is riskier than, than where it was um, six or seven months ago. And it's at the same valuation. I'm talking about the S&P here. So... I don't think I don't and and and, and uh, remember in November uh, everybody was talking about how the market is overvalued and we're due for a correction, and there was no coronavirus. Everything was good. Interest rates were about less than two percent. Um, you know, there's job creation, tech stocks were booming. Every 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 sector was probably booming except for oil and gas. So, so a lot of people argue that selling is priced in. We argue that it's baked in. But if you take the other side of the argument, if selling is priced in, so you should be buying, isn't also buying priced in, so you should be selling? So the market is obviously forward-looking. So at this point, the best case scenario is priced in or baked in. That's the best case scenario. So the best case scenario is that we open up in phases. All those phases are successful. We do get a vaccine at some point within the next eight months and um, people slowly start to get their jobs back and there's no risk of a second outbreak. I mean, I'm seriously just trying to not blow up a margin account at this point. <laughs> so <laughs> Every time so... the Fed talks, the market reacts in percentages that uh, my uh, maintenance margin can't necessarily handle. <laughs> I, I, I did get a call today. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a call from your bank today? Right. They were like, uh, please cover um, your margin before, um, before 3 p.m. Eastern. So I just had to deposit. So what did you do? I had to deposit a few thousand dollars. That's all. Just a few thousand dollars. A small loan of of a million dollars. So <laughs> no, it's this pretty I'm... much happens every time. The Fed comes in, spikes the market with helicopter money, then realizes it's worse than they thought. The economy goes into a coma. So and, uh, I just want to stop uh, you there. You again. Helicopter money is an actual economic technical term. <laughs> so I just find that funny. Uh, can you uh, ex expand on that a little bit? 
I was referring to it the same as a helicopter parent. The Fed is like a parent. So it, helicopter money is not real money, you know. Well, it's, it's exactly, not useful money. It's exactly what it means. It's the Fed just pretty much <laughs> dumping a shit ton of money on the market. It's got, there's also another term. It's called the golden parachute. So it's mainly for it's typically for smaller companies. CEOs. Yeah, it's it's for smaller companies that are more likely to be acquired. They'll have a clause in their contract. So that when they get bought, get bought out, it becomes their shares become much much more more expensive, and they get the golden parachute, and they make ten or twenty x their money. <laughs> it's called the golden parachute. It's in the clause. That's, that's funny. It's a golden parachute. I mean, if if we take what's happening as uh, us are uh, falling out of the sky, the Fed is basically stretching out a tarp made out of fucking paper to catch us. But you know that that's not going to work very well. I mean, we just have to look back in history and try and predict how things are going to turn out uh, once the virus is gone. So, the, but I mean, every time is different. This yeah. time is different. I should get that on a T-shirt. <laughs> would but, you Would you purchase? Of course. Okay, guys. So, uh, mark this podcast as the first time that we are officially announcing our merch. The first item will be. This time it's different. It's going to be in a beautiful T-shirt, available long sleeve, short sleeve, potentially a sweater. I mean, are we doing a sweater? Of course. Uh, a mug? Um, I think we'll do a mug. Maybe, maybe we'll have some bulls and bears as well. We should definitely do that. And uh, I don't know, do people still use mouse pads? <laughs> they do. Fuck, we'll do a mouse pad too. Last15pod at gmail.com. Uh, we'll talk to you guys on Friday. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, hopefully the market still exists by then. <laughs> Take care.